Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 119 of the show, and today we're going to be talking about the June 21st Nintendo Direct in the year of our Lord, 2023. I fell asleep (laughs) for this. My intention was to uh, watch it what everyone else did, and I had it pulled up on another monitor, and with about, let's see, 50 minutes to go before it went live, I uh, fell asleep, and then woke up two hours later, and then I was like, oh, wait, the direct, and then tried to go back and watch it, but for whatever reason, the US version had like the audio desynced, so it was... I could hear stuff that was happening way before the visuals showed up. And I'm like, well, I can't do this. This is going to be miserable to watch. But that unfortunately then meant I had to go search for another version to watch, but then spoiled a couple of things. And then finally, by the time I got the UK one going, I was just like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to skim through some of this stuff and skip some stuff. So uh, there were a couple of surprises that were spoiled for me. But ultimately, I still had a, a pretty good time watching through it, and I wanted to talk about a little bit, um, sort of my thoughts on it, and uh, all the new announcements and stuff, because I think some of these are pretty darn cool. So let's go ahead and get started. It began with news about Scarlet and Violet showing off the DLCs. I was really hoping we'd get a release date, but it still seems to be pretty vague of uh, the first one, the Teal Mask, comes out in autumn, and then the later one, uh, the Indigo Disc, comes out in winter. A lot of the Pokemon we saw uh, seem to indicate that the leaks that we got pretty early on for the DLC are in fact true. So a lot of the returning Pokemon that we thought we were getting uh, are pretty well confirmed just by seeing them. Uh, I gotta say, the Indigo Disc one looks very cool. Like, just the setting of, like, a an academy out in the water I think is really neat. And the fact that it, like, changes forms and stuff. I don't know. I just think the setting of that DLC could almost have been its own movie. It reminded me a lot of the, uh, the Deoxys film a little bit. I don't know why, but that was always one of my favorites. It looks cool. Scarlet and Violet is a lot of fun. If you haven't played it, I, uh, highly recommend it. Um, and who knows? I didn't buy the DLC for Sword and Shield, but I might for Scarlet and Violet, or at the very least transfer some Pokemon over to Pokemon home because, uh, I don't know, kind of getting into Pokemon again, thinking about doing a little bit of competitive stuff. Who knows? Ooh, crazy. Uh, But yeah, that's a different conversation for a different time. So let's go ahead and move forward a bit. There weren't a ton of announcements early on. We got to see that Sonic Superstars was coming to Switch, which is awesome. I think that game looks really cool. Uh, It just was announced previously for other systems, so the fact that it's coming to Switch is just like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I think a 2D Sonic game is a pretty good match for it, right? Like, uh, unlike unlike Frontiers, Sonic Superstar should actually run well on the Switch, and if it doesn't, people are going to go ape shit. So, yeah. Uh, we also got that uh, Persona 5 Tactics game. Um, I was wondering if we'd get the new Persona 3 remake but that does not seem to be the case. They did not mention it in the announcement, so I doubt that's going to happen. So we just sort of um, skim past that one. But hey, what are you going to do? Then the middle of the Direct was the uh, major spoiler that I got, and that is Super Mario RPG. Yeah, 
the the Super Nintendo game from like the late 90s that was uh kind of developed at least in part with uh, Square Enix which was sort of the reason why for all these years it hasn't returned in really any official capacity is because of uh, the rights, you know, to get these exclusive characters like Gino and Mallow are sort of up in the air. Not to say Nintendo and Square Enix haven't been working together like a lot recently. They have been, but it was always a question of like, why would they go through the effort to do that when you have Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi and all that sort of stuff. But I actually think that it was really smart to bring back Super Mario RPG now. Uh, obviously, with Alpha Dream closed down, there's no Mario and Luigi games. We already had Origami King, so there was kind of like a gap in RPG Mario content, and it kind of became a theme a little bit for this Direct to have Mario-themed announcements. Uh, so I think this was a great slot to fit in. Believe it or not, though, I don't think we have the original on NSO and I kind of was wondering if they were going to announce that or really any new NSO stuff and they really don't but I I assume the old one will be coming alongside this new one um when it releases I don't know it'd be cool to be able to play both and compare the two that being said oh my gosh man I'm so happy they kept like the same art style and the same perspective, but just like cleaned it up to 11. I always thought Super Mario RPG looked really cool and really fun. I've just never had like an official way of playing it. And uh, this looks, this looks awesome. Like there's nothing bad about Super Mario RPG, this new version. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This, I might actually get this seriously. This, this is really cool and definitely a blast from the past of, uh, just who who was expecting this? Who had this planned? You know, like I who who at Nintendo is like you know it'd be a good idea. Let's, let's get Super Mario RPG, but that was this direct. It was a lot of weird Mario announcements. The next one, which I wasn't sure what to think of, uh, we're getting a new Peach game. I guess at first I thought it looked like it was in the same style of uh, Super Mario RPG, and then I thought about it and it kind of looked like another game. Uh, that we're going to talk about later on at the very end. And it kind of looked like it was in that art style. And then I thought, well, maybe is it Super Princess Peach related? We're not really sure. The details were very skim. And uh, it's hard to say if this is going to be like a side game to Mario RPG or just something completely different. Very little footage to like actually tell what the hell was going on. Uh, to me, it looks like more Mario RPG stuff. So I don't know. Take with that what you will. And then right after that, they were just like, oh, hey, also, Luigi's Mansion 2 is getting an HD version for the Switch. And I think that's awesome. I remember back in the day, one of the main things my man uh, Zach complained about is when the Switch was just starting out and we got this announcement of Luigi's Mansion 3 back in, I want to say, 2019. Zach was like, oh, that's cool and all. But it would really be awesome if we got the other two Luigi's Mansion games. And the 3DS, for whatever reason, got like an enhanced port of Luigi's Mansion 1. And of course it had 2, but then 3 was just stuck on the Switch. So like it didn't make sense to play this series on one console. You had to get two of them, and not everybody had a 3DS. And it just felt like a waste of resources. Well, congrats, bro. You're getting Luigi's Mansion 2 sort of like remastered at least of what it seemed like on the Nintendo switch. That's really awesome. 
And of course, like it would be even better, right? If we got Luigi's Mansion one as well. And I still think there's a possibility that that happens at some point, but of the two, uh, this was the one to get on, on switch. I think just because the, the original was just a 3ds game, right? So the, the possibility of getting Luigi's Mansion one as either a GameCube remaster or again, an NSO game later down the road, I think is, is more likely getting two on switch was going to be the challenge of those three. And I think it's a, uh, pretty wild that they just throw that in there and that it, they're just sort of like slated for release along with the peach game sometime next year. So we already got stuff announced for uh, later on, you know, there were some rumors a little bit, I think of like switch two or switch pro that being a thing. And uh, with these game announcements and Metroid prime four, obviously still being in development, we're confirmed for like another year with the switch, which is fascinating, but we'll talk about that. A little bit later, but yeah, that was, those were sort of the big Mario announcements that I kind of got a little spoiled on, but for the rest of the direct, uh, everything else was pretty good. So that was awesome. We got like a dragon quest game where you like use monsters to battle. I don't know. I've just seen so many similar games like this. It didn't really impress me particularly well, but whatever. I mean, Hey, you do you, we got a, uh, Batman Arkham trilogy, to have all three on the Switch is pretty cool. I could tell if these were uh, all on the cartridge or if this is a cloud version. I'm going to kind of scroll through to the end. Gameplay footage not final. Fall 2023. No, it looks like they're all going to be on the cartridge. That's interesting. I thought maybe um, one of them wouldn't be or the one of them would be cloud version or whatever, but no, that's awesome. Uh, I remember back in the day for the Wii U, one of the big like third party ones was like a, an Arkham game, like armored edition or some shit. It was like a different slightly enhanced version of the new Arkham game out at the time, but it was already released on other consoles previously. Just wild to a time to be a Nintendo fan and like coming around all these years later to where we're getting all three in a collection on the switch just shows you like the level of like priority and care that a lot of third party developers now have for the switch where like, yeah, we're actually going to go out of our way to give you all three and provide value and bring games that were never over on an Nintendo platform. And I think, uh, this one was one of the coolest, I think like third party announcements. Another one that was really awesome we're getting the Metal Gear Solid collection, um, which if you're a fan of my uh, secret to the Nintendo Switch success video, adds another character to the Smash Brothers test. Because, uh, yeah, without my man Kojima being around and uh, considering they're remaking three and not adding any new games, uh, this collection essentially crosses Snake uh, off the Smash Brothers test. He's another one that is finished uh, now that he has accurate sort of latest versions on the switch uh, with this Metal Gear Solid collection we're gonna get one two and three and uh, I hope they haven't announced like a volume two but I hope we get like you know at least Metal Gear Solid four five would also be really dope but I don't know if they would be able to get that to run on switch but like this is the first time Metal Gear Solid's been on a Nintendo console, the official games being on a Nintendo console, you know, like one, two, and three. Uh, that's kind of insane. 
So I thought that was really cool and uh, checks another character off for the Smash Brothers test, which I think is awesome. We also got Vampire Survivors. Pretty cool. Pretty obvious, too, that that would eventually come to Switch. But hey, what are you going to do? Um, we have this really awesome game that was made by the, the Sonic Mania team that I thought looked so damn cool. What the what the fuck was it called? Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. Yeah, it was a little 3D platformer by the uh, Sonic Mania team. This shit looked great. <laughs> Out of all the like new, new games that I was seeing that I hadn't heard of uh, from the third-party stuff, this one was the one that stood out to me. And uh, I don't know why I picked this up. Sonic Mania was really fun. And uh, I love the character design and sort of the art style of this one. The more good 3D platformers, I think, is an awesome thing. And, and we should be getting more of them sooner you know so hey what are you gonna do all right back to mainline nintendo stuff we're getting detective pikachu 2 after all this time yeah this was like confirmed back in like oh geez 2018 2019 um back around sort of when the movie was coming out they were like hey we're going to announce that there's a new Detective Pikachu game coming to the Switch, but then we completely forgot about it, and they haven't like given any new information. There was a lot of people saying it was just canceled. It was gone. So then Detective Pikachu, in the middle of this direct, just sort of comes out of nowhere, and at first I couldn't really tell if this was like the first game again, you know, because it's called Returns, and it looked very similar. So I'm like, is this just the first? Apparently it's two. Apparently they're making another Detective Pikachu 2. Uh... I kind of want like the first one on switch is that is that asking too much is detective pikachu that important of a franchise to have it on i don't know i don't i'm not even that big of a detective pikachu fan whatever fuck it it's it's coming to switch i guess so there's detective pikachu too if you care uh we also got wave five of the mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass we got a new course that's essentially in a bathroom which is whatever. But the cool thing is that we got three new characters and the ones they picked, man, are so cool. <laughs> They're all legacy characters in a way. So we got Petey Piranha from Double Dash, Wiggler from Mario Kart 7, and they brought Kamek, which they said is like, oh yeah, okay, from Mario Kart Tour. And it's like, okay, whatever. But for those who don't know their history, back in the day, Kamek was uh, going to be a new character in Mario Kart 64, but they took him out like real late in development. And so they've had this sort of like Kamek being in Mario Kart idea, like hanging around for more than 20 years, essentially. And uh, sort of rumors of Kamek coming back and other Mario Kart games has been a thing for a long time. And so apparently he got added in tour and now he's here in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think that's awesome. Well, one of my big problems with Mario Kart 8, fantastic game, one of the best Mario Karts, yada, yada. One of my biggest issues was the the roster of characters was just not good. So many choices were like just sort of clone characters or baby characters or just the Koopalings and uh, just a weird mix of Mario characters to where I didn't feel like I really had anyone cool to drive with in Mario Kart 8. And, of course, that got better with the original DLC back on Wii U when they added Link and uh, Villager and whatever. Um, but 
I think what this booster course is really doing for me is making Mario Kart 8 Deluxe a more well-rounded game. You know, they're adding tracks from the past to give a better like legacy roundup of courses, which I think is awesome. Um, but of course, they're not going to be one to one because they're kind of ported over using the tour engine and they're not going to look as nice and yada, yada, yada. But the characters, shit, we could have been adding characters from the beginning. I love when they added Birdo in the last wave, and I'm like, man, I sure hope they add a couple more. They added three in this update. Three of them. Three of them. That's nuts. Great selection of characters. The only ones I think that I really, really want is, uh, at this point, character-wise, is more Donkey Kong characters. If we can get, like, Diddy and Funky Kong, we're in it, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, uh, like... Those, those two in particular are the ones I'm, I'm looking forward to at this point. So here's hoping we get them. We got like, what, at least another wave. I don't know. I forgot how many waves there were at this point. But we're getting them until the end of 2023, so there's still time. Uh, so looking forward to that. I, I do wish we had gotten a look to see like what courses were coming in wave five. Um, so it's a little unfortunate we didn't see any new courses, but three characters. Hey, man, I'll take it. I mean, that looks really freaking cool. Um, let's see. Back to Nintendo stuff. Uh, we got a new WarioWare. Yeah, move it, essentially. Uh, I kind of think this is a little bit more of a core WarioWare title, which sounds completely stupid. Uh, but WarioWare Get It Together was such a weird game in that it was primarily co-op. And because each of the characters had like different movesets, they played differently from each other. And it just created like a different WarioWare experience on the Switch, which was cool and all. But I think what a lot of people wanted was just that good classic WarioWare content. And this one essentially is that with the gimmick being like motion controls, uh, which they did back on the Wii. Uh, that And that's one of the fan favorite WarioWare, supposedly. It's like one of the best ones. I think Shake It or something. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, but this one's called Move It, and there's over 200 lightning-fast microgames. I thought WarioWare would be a one-and-done on the Switch. So the fact that it's getting like another one, a bigger one, a more core title, what more could you ask for? I think that's, in particular, was one of the, the best announcements. And they, they sort of saved it a little bit toward the end, which I think was a... Uh, bizarre but interesting nonetheless all right um i think we only have two major announcements left and the first one is uh pikmin 4 we got a look at pikmin 4 there's looks to be like multiplayer sort of battle modes almost that's in the main game where you have to fight off like these weird sort of like hairy versions of like previous Pikmin captains, which is bizarre. They have like glow Pikmin, which I thought was a really cool design. The fact that you can do like night expeditions in general is just really freaking cool. Uh, just adds a lot, I think, to like the the standard sort of Pikmin gameplay loop because being able to go out at night, but it's a little bit riskier and a little bit harder, is going to be such a cool challenge, I think, for uh, veteran players. And I think a lot of people are going to get involved in that. There seem to be a lot of upgrades, and uh, Ochi, in particular, looks a lot more integrated into the main game than I thought he would be. I thought he would just sort of be like a side character, you know, just sort of one of those weird sort of, like, 
goofy additions of like, hey, you can use Ochi if you want, but you don't have to. Like, no, Ochi is pretty crucial to this game. In a, in a way that uh, I think is kind of cool, but is going to be a little off-putting until the game comes out, just because we haven't had like a Pikmin like this before. So it's hard to say how that's going to go. I still think the game looks beautiful. Some of the new areas and locales they showed looked awesome. Um, and it comes out July 21st. They didn't spend too much time on it, which was great. The pacing throughout the Direct was pretty good. Although uh, keep in mind that... <laughs> Because I was two hours late to it, I got to skip through the games that I thought were boring, so maybe the pacing for you wasn't great, but for me, let me tell you, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's Pikmin 4, and then at the end of it, and this was insane to me, they just, like, sort of shadow announced that, like, oh, hey, by the way, later today, you can get HD versions of Pikmin 1 and 2. What? Yeah, they just shadow dropped Pikmin 1 and 2. This is really, really smart from Nintendo um, because when you're making a new Pikmin game and you haven't had one since Pikmin three back in 2013, I want to believe. So like literally 10 years ago. Right. And then you come to the switch and you're like, Hey guys, we're making a game called Pikmin four. I think that scares a lot of people. Right. Because there's probably a ton of, like people out there who just haven't had a chance to experience a Pikmin game and having four in the title really implies that like you kind of need to have a little bit of a general knowledge about how the series works. Not because the story and the lore is insane, uh, but that you want to be able to appreciate game to game, all the different changes and new elements. And so originally what they had done was before Pikmin four uh, came out, and was announced they put Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Switch, which is just like an enhanced version of Pikmin 3, added some new story content, uh, and sort of these little post-game missions that was pretty cool. And then we thought that was just going to be it. All right, okay, you put Pikmin 3 out, here's Pikmin 4. If you need a starting point, play Pikmin 3. But now, here we are, Pikmin 4 comes out in like less than a month, about a month from now. And they're just giving us Pikmin 1 and 2, like today. HD versions of the GameCube originals, you can just play Pikmin 1 and 2. And so in one fell swoop, the entire Pikmin series, outside of like, hey Pikmin, you know, which is like, <laughs> is going to be on the Nintendo Switch, which is so cool. And it gives new players, I think, a great opportunity to be like, hey, you don't know if you like Pikmin or not? Here's Pikmin 1 and 2. Both incredibly short games, right? They're not very long. Um, you can buy them today, digitally, if you want, or physically, if you want to wait. Then if you like that, you can play Pikmin 3, or you could just hop into Pikmin 4. And if you're a Pikmin fan, for the first time ever, you're going to have all four games on one console. Just nuts. You know, this just this type of stuff just does, does not happen on other Nintendo consoles. This isn't like a trend. We've never had this happen before. Not on the Wii U, not on the 3DS, not on the Wii. Um, but the Switch is going to be the highest nin selling Nintendo console potentially ever. You know, it just has to beat out the DS at this point. And I think when you have an install base this big, when you have a core audience this big, when you're not having to shift development between two separate platforms and you get to focus all your energy on one project, 
man, Nintendo has just been hitting it out of the park, both with new experiences and legacy titles. Super Mario RPG, Luigi's Mansion 2, Pikmin 1 and 2. Every Nintendo Direct is guaranteed at this point, the past couple have, uh, these sort of blasts from the past or these sort of like gaps in legacy content. They just get announced for the Switch and they're like, hey, you want to play all the Pikmin games on one console? Here you go. Hey, you want to play an old ass Mario RPG? Here you go. Hey, you want to blah, blah, blah. Like they just every Direct and you never know what series it's going to be right where in the wii u days it was just like you get a direct and it's like oh okay here's mario again or oh here's zelda again for the 15th time and it's like those are cool you know like nothing against that but like man the variety in particular is really awesome so i just thought the the pikmin one and two shadow drop was one of the best things about this direct and it happened so quickly but i uh popped off pretty uh significantly so i think that's awesome Last but not least, the final announcement. I had no idea what this was going to be. I thought maybe we could get like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. Unfortunately, wasn't a thing. The only thing we got out of Zelda was an amiibo, which is fair. You know, Tears of the Kingdom just came out. But but I'm telling you, next direct. Next direct. I want to see that damn Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. We have another year of the Switch confirmed, essentially. So they're going to have to have a Zelda out. And unless it's a 2D title... I think, I think that's our year. I think next year is our year. Anyway, we're getting off track here. The final game they announced for this Nintendo Direct is a brand new 2D Mario called Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And, uh, wow. This is, this is cool. It kind of, weirdly, uh, looks like Sonic Superstars. Anyone else kind of get that vibe? You know, the sort of like four player co-op, sort of the art style reverting back to classic Mario designs, the weird sort of new power ups associated with each game, uh, the sort of like clean 2D HD sort of look they both had going on. I don't know. They were very similar games. And when you put them both in a direct together, uh, they match up incredibly well. And it's just weird that Sega beat them to the punch with it, you know? Just something to think about. But yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, you get to play as Mario, Luigi, Toad, Peach, and Daisy, which I think this is Daisy's first playable appearance in a mainline Mario platformer, which is pretty darn cool. You also seem to be able to play as Yoshi, but it seemed like separate in separate stages. Maybe you can pick them from the main menu. I don't really know. Uh, it's sort of gameplay wise follows that new Super Mario Brothers style, but just a lot weirder. You know, there were several times I was watching this trailer where I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's bizarre. That's a fun gimmick or that's a fun idea. Like Elephant Mario and weird ass locales and crazy new places and power ups and talking flowers and stuff. In my opinion, Mario is at its best when it's weird and when it can surprise you and uh i'll give it to him super mario brothers wonder did have a lot of magic and wonder in it you know i'm gonna be that guy i'm gonna be the, the cheesy little guy making little puns in here uh this was this was awesome and it made me sort of had this giddy feeling for 2d mario that i have not had in a very long time 
obviously, you know, I'm sure part of it is still going to play a little bit similar to the new Super Mario Brothers games, just because of the fact that it's co-op and, uh, you know, that, that sort of 2D Mario, that's all it's been for the past couple of years. But I hope Wonder takes things in a more unique direction, in a more fun direction, and uh, gets back to making Mario a little goofy and a little weird. So, yeah, I thought that was awesome. I think that comes out later this year. So, pretty cool little holiday title, if you ask me. But yeah, that's the Nintendo Direct for June 21st. I thought it was pretty good. All the Nintendo stuff was awesome, obviously. New WarioWare... Um, Mario Wondered ended off was awesome. And then the middle chunk of Super Mario RPG, Luigi's Mansion 2, Dark Moon, and uh, that weird Peach game. I still have no idea what to think of that. And then the Pikmin stuff looked great. I think third-party-wise, it was a bit weaker in the past couple directs. Not a whole lot other than, like, Arkham Trilogy, Metal Gear, and uh, Penny's Breakaway, you know, which is a bit unfortunate. So I wish the third-party stuff had been a little bit more interesting. But I think with Summer Games Fest, like literally being like a week or two before this, most of those big announcements sort of, you know, were taken a little bit from this because we had already known about them and seen them. And none of the new stuff that Nintendo got to announce here third party wise was uh, particularly interesting or cool. I'm sure people are going to freak out about Vampire Survivors and stuff. But to me, that was one of the more obvious ones, you know, I just sort of uh, I expected to happen at some point so it wasn't like a big shock but the nintendo stuff was great i loved that it was sort of focused on mario and uh, different flavors of mario you know i think the the sort of impression was going to be that if we got mario stuff at this point it would be a new 3d title and they essentially did everything but 3d mario we got luigi's mansion we got mario rpg we got 2d mario we got a peach game you know, we got Mario Kart 8, new characters, but mainline 3D Mario weirdly is missing out. So, was this what they've been working on the entire time, the Mario team, or is there a 3D Mario later down the road? I don't know. But I think it was just an interesting sort of approach that we got a, a bigger variety of Mario-themed stuff, which is uh, cool if you're sort of a core fan of the series like I am. But yeah, good direct. Uh, probably not as insane as that last one, I'm going to be honest with you, that last direct is one of the, shoot, shit, top 10, like ever, that February one. But this one was not bad. And a good summer direct that had pretty good pacing throughout, a lot of announcements, flowed pretty well, and uh, essentially confirmed another year of Switch games. We'll be getting Metroid Prime 4 soon, hopefully, maybe, maybe Twilight Princess HD, Wind Waker HD, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Those have been my thoughts. Let me know what you thought somewhere on the internet. But uh, that'll be it for me. I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off.